Today's speaker is my ex-youth minister, current boss and mentor. He is um, a very great man, and he's going to teach us some great things today. Um, he is six foot flat, weighing in at 180. Please help me welcome Dr. Master Master Bachelor, Jeremy Dan Smith. You can tell I've trained him well, so I know how he's, he represents me, so at all my speaking engagements. Uh, I want to just take a few moments to encourage you a little bit, and I thought that maybe the best way to do that was to tell you my favorite bedtime story. I don't have any kids, but I have nieces and nephews, so I'm going to tell you my favorite bedtime story to tell my nieces and nephews. And it's a story about a rabbit named Don Rabbit, and this was a story that Donald Miller told in his book, Blue Like Jazz, and I really like it. The story is that Don Rabbit uh, lived in Stumptown Coffee, and every day Don Rabbit would head to Stumptown uh, to go visit the coffee shop, and one day while visiting the coffee shop at Stumptown, Don Rabbit saw Cute Carrot, and Don Rabbit decided to chase Cute Carrot. And so Don Rabbit chased Cute Carrot all over Stumptown, Don Rabbit chased Cute Carrot all over Oregon, and Don Rabbit chased Cute Carrot all over America, even all the way to the moon. And Don Rabbit was very, very tired. But with one last ditch effort, mustering up all of his strength, Don Rabbit lunged at Cute Carrot and finally caught her. And so the moral of the story is that as long as you try as hard as you can and stay focused and keep on task, you can achieve whatever you want in this life. Unfortunately, though, shortly after telling that story, Don Rabbit chokes on cute carrot and dies. I don't get asked to tell very many bedtime stories. So the second moral of the story is that sometimes the things you want most in life are actually the things that might kill you. I am convinced that every single person in here, and perhaps every single person that has existed throughout time, have the same basic desires. We have deep down inside of us the same wants and the same things that we, we like. Every single person wants the basic th same things. We want to be loved. We want to love others. We want to be not just loved, but also liked. We want to be valued. We want to be validated. We want to be encouraged and included. We want to be a part of something bigger than us. At the core of what it means to be human, we have these simple, basic truths about what we all desire. The difference is, is that we try to fill those desires with a lot of different things. And every single person has a, 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 an image in their mind of what it looks like to fill those basic desires. And we search for them throughout all different types of ways. If we want love, we try to seek it out in relationships. If we want to be liked, we try to find groups that think like us, that might include us and bring us into that fold. We search for these things in a lot of different ways. And what we don't realize is that sometimes the things that we search for in order to fill those desires might actually be the things that end up killing us. What we don't realize, I think, is that this is actually the basis of worship. Worship at its heart is the orientation of the heart towards something. It's the movement out of myself towards something, something that I'm looking for getting fulfillment in, and that's worship. 
To quote David Foster Wallace in one of his most famous speeches, This is Water, he'll say that actually in the day-to-day trenches of adult life, there is no such thing as atheism. Everybody worships. Everybody worships something. And one of the reasons to, to worship something spiritual or a god is because pretty much anything else that you worship will eat you alive. If you worship money, you will never have enough. You will never feel like you have enough. If you worship love and beauty and youngness, then as age starts to show itself, you will die a million deaths before they ever plant you in the ground. What you worship matters. You see, the spiritual life is a lot like the women who show up at Jesus' tomb in Luke 24. The women move and they're looking for Jesus. Jesus has just been crucified. He's laid in the tomb. It's the third day. They show up to worship him. The the story actually models the story of the wise men showing up at his incarnation to bring him frankincense and myrrh. Except for this time, they're not coming to see the, the, the Christ that was born. They're trying to find the Jesus that had been killed. And they're bringing with them spices. And they're looking for Jesus. They're trying to find him. And if you're like me, that deep desire in us, we're searching for something to worship, something that can bring us fulfillment. But when the women get there, when they show up, an angel appears to them and says, why do you search for the living among the dead? He is not there. I don't know what dead things you're searching for. I don't know what graveyard you're currently in, but I know that every single one of us trying to fill that deep deep desire inside of us to be loved and included, we search for Christ, we search for that fulfillment, we search for that thing to worship in all sorts of different graveyards. But it is not there. Jesus has said that he is the way the truth, and the life. And nobody can come to God except through him. May you, my prayer for you, is that may you come to see what graveyard you're in, what dead thing you've clinged on to that you hope might bring you fulfillment, and realize that that will never bring you life. It is not there. It is only found in Jesus. You're dismissed.